um, and uh, I'm delighted that um, David, uh, David A, is um, speaking to us this morning. So I'm going to um, hand over to him as he uh, brings God word, God's word to us this morning. Um, Good morning, everybody. Um, so I'm coming to you live by virtue of the internet from Westfield Road in the heart of Acox Green, um, where we're likely to be for the foreseeable future. Um, for those who don't know me, my wife Rachel and I are part of the St. Christopher's extended family, along with our mostly grown-up children, Charlie, John and Louisa. Um, Charlie and Louisa have cystic fibrosis, so Rachel and I are shielding them and being very careful about isolation. So we're not really going out at the moment. John works at a children's home, so he is still going out. So he's moved out temporarily down the road to uh, live with some neighbours for the time being. But we, we see him reasonably regularly over the garden fence. Um, we hope that that uh, you are keeping well and safe. Everybody here, thankfully, is well at the moment. Um, we really do value your prayers, especially for Charlie and Louisa. Getting coronavirus would be uh, potentially very serious for them because of the condition that they have. So we are accepting that it looks like we're going to be here probably until there's a vaccine, which, as we all know, may be some time. Um, but I think, as Yvonne was saying earlier on, that's something that we feel that we we have to just accept and live with and accept that 2020 is not perhaps turning out to be the year that we thought it was going to be well there we are but it's a pleasure to be with you uh, virtually at least and and to look at god's word together this morning so let's let's pray lord in this strange time in our city our nation and our world speak to our hearts be both guide and way to us on this journey we are on. Speak to us of life in all its fullness, life in abundance. And may we hear and mark you and be changed, because we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're continuing our series this morning on the I am sayings of Jesus from John's Gospel. Uh, last week, Richard spoke to us about Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. And we reflected together on what it means to be light and about light and darkness. Uh, we thought how Jesus brings light to dark places. And this week, we're looking at this perhaps slightly stranger comment from John 10, where Jesus says, I am the gate for the sheep. Now, why would someone want to say that they were a gate? And what sheep are we talking about? Uh, we will find out. So this passage is part of a series of discussions, uh, perhaps arguments would be slightly more accurate, uh, between Jesus and the Pharisees, the Jewish teachers of the law. Uh, in chapters 7, 8, 9 and now 10, uh, we have recorded a series of discussions in Jerusalem, often centred around the temple, where essentially the pattern is Jesus uh, saying something or doing something, uh, the Pharisees getting indignant about some aspect of that, Jesus teaching about it. And as Richard reminded us last week, these discussions centre on the question of authority and identity. The Pharisees say to Jesus over and over again, uh, we, you're just a man. We don't even know where you come from. What right have you got to say and do the things that you do? 
Just before this chapter, there's been a long argument over the man born blind that Jesus healed. The Pharisees have argued firstly with the man who was healed. They then argued with his mum and dad, uh, who basically turn up and say, it's nothing to do with us. Um, and they've argued with Jesus. And Jesus has merely made a fairly pointed remark about blindness and people who claim they can see but can't. And so Jesus starts talking to them about sheep and sheep pens. Uh, now, in the country where Jesus came from, such sheep pens would have been very familiar. I'm now going to attempt uh, to show you a picture by virtue of screen sharing. Um, so we'll try the tech and hope this works. Uh, so I'm hoping uh, that uh, you can now see a picture of a sheep pen on the screen. There we go. Excellent. Good. Um, so a basic kind of walled pen, uh, a fairly basic stone wall around it with one entrance you'll see on the far side. If you look carefully, uh, there's the entrance where the sheep go in and out, that gap between the walls. Uh, the sheep would have been taken out by the pasture in the morning by the shepherd uh, and then brought back into the pen or fold in the evening uh, so that they were safe overnight. Those listening to Jesus tell uh, this, this parable would have also been familiar with the idea of God as shepherd and of his people as the sheep from the Old Testament and the Lord is my shepherd from Psalm 23 and so on. So what does that sheep pen give the sheep? Well, it gives them first security. Uh, when the night was dark and the wolves were about, it meant they had a safe place to sleep, a place that was enclosed and protected. Secondly, it gathers them together, draws them into a group. Uh, and third, when the morning comes, it offers them a safe route out to pasture. So the sheep, first of all, are God's people, uh, whoever and wherever they may be. This people who are scattered among the nations, as the Ezekiel passage reminded us. This people that God will bring back together. A people in need of healing, of gathering, of rescue and restoration. But also the people who know God's voice and listen to him and hear him when he speaks. And then Jesus says also that he is the gate. Uh, he is the door in some translations. He's also the shepherd, of course, as the rest of the chapter shows us. He is both shepherd and gate. He is the safe route and the guide. Because what is a gate? From the inside, it is protection. The gate of the sheep pen is shut and those inside are safe. Those in Jerusalem, a couple of pictures on, would also known, have, have known about the sheep gate in the city, one of the city entrances that would have been open during the day and then locked at night to keep the city safe. I can remember as a child, uh, my dad going around the house, locking the doors at night and the sound of the key in the front door lock, the French windows being shut and bolted, the back door being locked was part of that sense of it being safe to go to sleep. You know that the people who should be inside are inside and anyone who tries to get in now is not someone you want to let in. Except, of course, for the time that I was cleaning my football boots late at night and Dad didn't realise I was in the outhouse doing it and locked all the doors. Um, and I can remember this feeling of, I can't get back in. Where am I going to go to sleep? Uh, because if you are locked out, then you are vulnerable. You are exposed. You are alone and isolated 
It's not a comfortable place. Then in the morning when the gate is opened, as well as protection, it is the safe way out. It is the route out with the shepherd to the pasture, the place of nourishment and growth and freedom. The gate is the way to life and life in all its fullness, in abundance, as some versions have it. So that's enough pictures for now. Uh, there we go. So you should, there we go. So Jesus here is saying that he is all of those things. But he's also saying something more because what would also have been familiar to the Pharisees would have been the passage from Ezekiel 34 that Babita read for us. That passage from Ezekiel records God's judgment on those who were the current shepherds of Israel. I am against the shepherds, he says, and will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending. And God goes on to say, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. I will rescue them. I will bring them out from the nations. I myself will tend my sheep. So Jesus here, having just made a pointed remark to the Pharisees about those who claim to see but are in fact blind, is making another pointed statement about the current shepherds of Israel. Do you remember, he's saying to them, what God said he was going to do. He said, in effect, that he was going to sack you lot and take the sheep away from you. And God himself was going to search for his sheep, rescue them and tend them. By implication, he is saying, draw your own conclusions about who I am. God said he himself was going to do this. I am telling you, this is what is happening now through me. I am the safe way in and out for the sheep. Anybody who comes to my people by any other route is a thief and a robber. That's you lot, Pharisees. So Jesus is not only saying that he is the protection for the sheep, the safe place for them, that he is the way to life in all its fullness. He is also making a very direct claim to be from God to be the fulfillment of what God said he was going to do for his people. He is God keeping his word and calling time on the shepherds of God's people who were not doing their job. It is perhaps no wonder he got some reaction from the Pharisees. Now life feels very insecure at the moment. We've been reminded that our access to food, uh, we had uh, two or three weeks at the start of all this when we couldn't get supermarket delivery slots and we couldn't go out so we were entirely reliant on other people to to bring us food from the supermarkets and those supermarkets themselves didn't always have all the things that we wanted we've been reminded of that our ability to go where we want and do what we like all of these things are far more fragile than perhaps we thought as a church family we are scattered we are literally dispersed we cannot physically gather together. We may have relatives we are worried about. We may have suffered loss or bereavement. Perhaps for you, this time really doesn't feel like life in all its fullness. There's a challenge for us here, I think. What is our route for comfort? What is our way to try and feel more in control? 
because Jesus is also our gate, our door. He is our security and our protection when we need it. And he is also our way into freedom and life. For us, too, he is both the road and the guide, the gate and the shepherd. And when you need it, the gate is always open to you. The door is not locked or shut. This is not us burying our heads in the sand or denying the pain and suffering around us and in us, because actually they are part of life. Life in all its fullness does not mean always ice cream and sunshine. It means all of life, light and dark, day and night, winter and summer. It means that in all seasons of our lives, Jesus is with us. He is the fulfillment of God's promise to us also. He will gather us together again, and in the end, he will put everything right. We are secure. We are in him. We can rest easy, and we do not need to be afraid. Come what may. Amen.